Well, hello there, cat people. Welcome to a very special episode of the Shelter Cats podcast, episode nine. The Shelter Cats podcast is the completely amateur, unprofessional, lightly scripted, although today I was more scripted, podcast all about the shelter cats that have made a difference in my life and will hopefully serve to inspire you to adopt a shelter cat of your own. Well, today, 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 I'm so excited to have the opportunity to interview Diana Cotolo. Diana is the cattery manager of Little Shelter Animal Rescue and Adoption Center. I just call it Little Shelter. Little Shelter is in on Long Island, and they are the reason why I'm doing this podcast and the reason why I am a cat owner for almost 25 years. Those of you have that, that have not listened to previous episodes, and you should, Little Shelter was where I adopted my very first shelter cat, Tyler, back in 2000, and where I adopted Tucker in March of 2017. So that makes me uh, an alumni of Little Shelter, a previous adopter, a high roller, whatever you want to call it, of Little Shelter. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Little Shelter. Little Shelter... They have dog adoptions. They have cat adoptions. They've been in the community since the 1920s, almost 100 years. They have a long, long, long history of animal rescue and adoption and, you know, just spreading the word about how wonderful adopting cats are. They have kittens. They have a huge program where they do rescue, where they do TNR all over the island and probably nationwide as well. They're just a wonderful, wonderful organization. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, why I like them the most is the cattery, of which Diana Cotolo is the manager. The cattery is basically a house on their property, no cages, all open, open source? No, open, open sesame. There are no cages. All the cats just live in a home and... They have staff that care for them, clean after them, feed them. And there are hundreds of cats. And Diana will go into more detail about it. But it's a wonderful way to adopt a shelter cat is to just go into go into an environment like that and just let them find you. And 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 let the you know the cat will pick you, like I've like I've said as well. It's just a wonderful organization with wonderful people that really, really care. And Tyler lived with me almost 15 years so you know and Tucker has been with me for six years so just wonderful cats they have wonderful pets I cannot recommend them more highly if you're looking to go adopt a shelter cat they're just very just a great organization and they've been around for 100 years they have events they have raffles they they do so much to raise money so that they could help more cats get homes so I'm so excited to be able to interview Diana. Um, I had a couple of technical difficulties, so it's actually going to be in two parts. Um, so I'll do a little intro here, and then I might do a little in between, um, you know, break between part one and part two, because midway through the recording, because I recorded remotely, we got cut out. But that's okay. No problems. You know, Wi-Fi networks are Wi-Fi networks. Sometimes they're not so good. So that's okay. I had a wonderful time. It's a great interview. 
But before we do that, I don't have sponsors, but if you're looking to reach me, you could find me on the web at tylerthecat.com. You could email me, dan at tylerthecat.com. I'm on Facebook, just search Shelter Cats. I am on Twitter, Shelter Cats POD, Shelter Cats Pod. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok, also Shelter Cats Podcast. So both of them are Shelter Cats Podcast. And I'm telling you where to find me because I want to hear from you. I want you to message me, email me, send me pictures of your cats, tell me the story about your cats. If you have a cat question or if you have something you'd like to add, some advice, don't be shy. I want to hear from you. Definitely, definitely want to hear from you. So without further ado, here's part one of my interview with Diana Cotolo of Little Shelter. Do you hear me? Oh, there we go. Okay, great. Awesome. How are you? I am very well. Thank you, Dan. How are you doing? Thanks so much for, for joining for joining the little podcast that I have about shelter cats. Thank you for having us. I'm very uh, honored to be the inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Um, Thank you. Just as a background, my very first cat I adopted from Little Shelter back in 2000. That's awesome. And he mm. lived with me almost 15 years. And wow. about six years ago, I adopted Tucker. Yes. You knew him as Ronald. Yup. Um, and he's been here ever since. And I think he's asleep somewhere, but he's, he's the most cat-friendly cat I've ever owned in my life. Oh, see, that's what we like to hear. Thank you for choosing he's, him. He's, he's amazing. He really is. He he's, does not have one mean bone in his body. Oh. But, you know... The point, my point behind the podcast is I want to spread the word about shelter cats, you know, the everyday cats. And I want to spread the word about organizations in my neighborhood, you know, where, where we live on the island, uh, just to give the opportunity for, for you guys to speak about what you do and, and get the message out about why. Because what appealed to me about Little Shelter because you were the last shelter I looked at after days of looking at other organizations. What I oh wow, what appealed to me that when I first did this twenty three years ago was that the cats were not in cages, right? And I thought it was just an awesome way to just you know as long as you don't have allergies, you sit in the room <laughs> and um, and they just all you know that they pick you. Some don't, some do, and. They, and Tyler was literally the first cat that walked up to me. Aww. He was at the door and Gail, who worked then at the time, said, oh, I had him in mind for you. And he was literally waiting at the door like, all right, can I leave now? Are we going yes. To I'm telling so, you, they know. <laughs> you know, I didn't really have much to do. I looked at other cats. He followed me around. Looking, we're going. When are we leaving? It was just, Aww. It, was, it was awesome. But can you, I guess, would you mind just introducing like yourself and your role at Little Shelter? Yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Diana Cotolo and I am the cattery manager for Little Shelter Animal Rescue and Adoption. And I've been here about six and a half years. And yeah, get to be surrounded by about two to three hundred cats every day. So I'm it's just... a nice job. 
So what is a cattery manager? I get to supervise staff, volunteers, make sure the cats are cared for properly, um, you know, help out with some events on-site, off-site, and just trying to keep the cats, you know, well cared for and healthy and keeping my staff. <laughs> and how many staff work at the cattery? Uh, we have about 17, including, okay. you know, medical. We have two vet techs full-time, adoption counselors, you know, people who clean. Everybody cleans with this <laughs> many cats. <laughs> I, I have five. It's it's a round the clock job. So yes, it I, is. And, it keeps and us the, busy. And there are about two to three hundred cats. Did you say at any given time in at the cattery? Uh we have over two hundred adults, and that pretty much stays. You know, it fluctuates a little. And we are in kitten season, so we have a lot in foster right now, and they will be coming in-house soon, wow. hopefully another two weeks. Oh, yes. And just for those who might not know, when 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 is kitten season, really? Is it springtime? Yeah, it, it kicks off early spring. Cats can have kittens year-round, but the bulk of them happen early spring, and here we are. <laughs> Hello there, cat people. There will be a brief intermission in between part one and part two of my interview with Diana Cotolo. Not really. Uh, my software just crapped out, really, <laughs> between the two parts. So I had to reestablish my connection with Diana and continue the interview because I had some more questions and I wanted her to have the chance to plug the shelter. I don't know if plug is the right term, but just give you you an opportunity to, to reach out to them and find them, um, although they're pretty easy to find. So this is just the way to connect part one and part two. So without further ado, enough of me, but let's get back to the interview. Hi, welcome back. Hello. <laughs> welcome back. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit very still. So hopefully I'm in a very and good, so am I. <laughs> I'm in a very good spot. Um, you know, we're we're at the mercy of our of our networks. Um, yes. But where we left off is, I guess, can you? Because for me, or for my friends that are not as into the shelter world as I am, when they think shelter, maybe the first thought would be North Shore Animal League. Can you maybe tell people about Little Shelter, Mike, maybe a little bit about the history of Little Shelter? Yes, we have been here since 1927. Uh, so that's 96 years we just celebrated. And we were the first, uh, what you would consider humane shelter at the time. Um, In the 20s, old school dog catchers and such. Um, right. So Anna. Hunting House started it, and I believe we are the largest free-roaming cattery um, on the East Coast. I could be mistaken. And, you know, we do cats and dogs, and we've been no-kill since 1970. Wow. Yeah. So, 
that was a big deal when that started, which is awesome. Where, where, where we, was Little Shelter one of the few that went no kill at that time? I uh, believe so. I don't think I don't know if we were the first, but we were one of the first. So that is one reason why I am here right. for the no kill and the free roaming of the cats. You know, so they're all pretty happy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I came back to visit many times after Tyler. I brought my parents back because they didn't come with me initially. And, you know, after the initial, oh, my God, there are a lot of cats in this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a- after that initial, wow, settles down. You're like, you're, you're just like, they look happy. They look, you know, some of them look at you like, don't look at me. I'm I'm happy here. Right. But. A lot of them, they just all, even those, they just look happy and settled and well cared for. And and um, half of them look like they could just have jobs there themselves. It was just a very, it just gives off a, a great vibe that, that the animals are well cared for. Thank you. Yeah, the staff and volunteers are just amazing with everything they all do every day. And you mentioned fosters. Do you also have foster, like a network of foster homes? We do. Um, combination of staff and volunteers. And, you know, the kittens have to be in a home until they're old enough to be tested and have vaccines. And then they come in. And it's hard for the fosters, you know, to let them go. But, yeah. you know, it's happy. <laughs> and um how many cats get adopted a month? Uh about about 20 give 20 or take. Month. Yeah, we've been doing pretty well so far this year. And then once we have the kittens in house, that number will go up. Right. But uh yeah, so it's been pretty good this year. You know, COVID was a, a little bit of it a little difficult but and were you were you open at all during during covid when covid was really you know three years ago when it was really strong were you open we did have to close for was it two months two or three months to the public and just essential staff you know was here to take care of all the cats and dogs and then once people were allowed back you know to work and to volunteer we still did a lot of online you know what i mean so you know you look at a cat okay we'd set an appointment but now you know we're open one to seven during the week 12 to five weekends and so thank goodness we're open again (laughs) and what what would you say is like on a you're so you're you're responsible for 17 staff and 200 cats <laughs> not you not you personally but you and the 17 staff 200 cats and a network of kittens in foster homes um this might be a you know a duh question for you but for those because believe it or not there are international listeners listening to this podcast for those that and, and a few people have mentioned to me that they wish there was a stronger network of shelters and and TNR people in their towns. 
particularly down south, a few people have mentioned to me. What would you say in this part of the world is the biggest challenge, like a constant challenge um, for you and for your staff? Um, well, as you said, with the uh, TNR, biggest issue is just having cats, dogs fixed. Spay neuter is so important. Um, otherwise, we would probably have 500 cats. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the TNR program that we could always do more do better because there are so many and you know just people looking is is a challenge trying to help them even if we can't take them right and do do you get a lot of requests because there are where i live um in floral park there are so many strays yeah that even i i i try to work with a few people um including I'm sure you may have heard the name John DeBacker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've been friends for a couple of years. He's helped me with a few rescues. Do you get a lot of requests like that from people? Oh, there's a, there's a cat on my block or yes. you get a lot of, I, I, again, that might be a duck question for, but I, I still want to ask it. Do you get a lot of those kind of, do you have to turn away those requests? Do you have the ability to, to help with that? Um, We do have the ability. We do our best to help everyone who calls to get the cat fixed and vaccinated. It's when they want us to take them in that it becomes difficult. Um, But no, I have two very good trappers and they will go out to get the cat, get them fixed if they need medical attention, you know, injuries, and then once they're healthy enough, then, you know, we can release them back. And that's, you know, knowing that someone is going to be there to feed them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's a big, big challenge on this, um, in where I am, because I think, I think there's a park not too far away. So I think people dump cats that are not fixed. So there's been, there's definitely been a challenge. I, I've, I've gotten all but two. Wow. Out of the six, I've gotten all but two fixed. And those two are long, you know, they're tomcats and they've eluded me (laughs) at every possible opportunity. Oh, they are so smart. Aren't um, they? (laughs) Yeah. They're just, they'll come for the food. And every time I try to trap them, they'll just go on a, they'll go on a starvation diet rather than, (laughs) rather than, you know, get rather than be trapped. But I'm sure I'm sure that's a challenge you deal with as well. Oh yes. Uh, and um, I guess the other the other question I want to know is, um, like in terms of like community outreach and getting the word out there, um, is that uh, in terms of like educating the public, fixing not only your cats, but if you see cats in the neighborhood, because the block next, the, the, literally the block down from me, they have an explosion of cats. I've oh, seen, God. I've seen adults. I've seen kittens. You know, if I take a walk in the neighborhood, I've seen two and a whole family of kittens. And 
I've tried knocking on doors. I've tried talking to people and the, the reception is not as warm as on my block. So it's literally a block away and everybody on, you know, my, my neighbors are very friendly people and they'll feed them. And if there's a problem, they'll let me know. Right. But on the next block, they, they look at me like, leave me alone. You know, it's kind of a very standoffish response. Do you, do you find that a challenge in terms of educating the public? Um, do you, you know, do you do any kind of outreach like that? Because you get a lot of requests, I'm sure, to take in cats that you, that you have to also be wary of your current population and the space you have and right. your space constraints. Is that, is that, would, would you consider that a challenge? It can certainly be a challenge. Um, when people call, we offer our low-cost spay-neuter certificate program. Um, if they can't catch the cat, you know, we try to educate. Well, even if we can't take it, you know, I can have our trapper get it fixed. So this will help stem the problem. And once you get to talk to people, it kind of sinks in. Um, but as in outreach, a lot of it's word of mouth with us. Got it. I mean, I get I get emails. You you guys do great social media. Um, so, so, you know, little shelter. Even if I didn't have two two cats, even if I wasn't an alumni, so to speak, I would, you know, little shelter is very much top of mind because of 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 you know you you guys do very great marketing and and communication do you, Thank you. do you accept do you accept volunteers if if anybody listening here wants to come and and Absolutely. like do you like socialize with the cats do you have a volunteer program yes we do um the application is both here at the adoption office and online littleshelter.org and our volunteer coordinator goes over all of the applications and sets up interviews. And we do a little safety class. And then volunteers can come when we're open and just socialize with the cats. That is biggest need. A lot of the kitties do need more people, you know, hands-on. That And I can't possibly do on a daily so volunteers are very important and yes please fill out applications and um i want to give you an opportunity to plug little shelter are there any events coming up anything you'd want to you want people to know about and how would they reach little shelter uh, well we are having our first petapalooza since covid so 2019 was the last time so this year we're back it's august 19th and 20th saturday and sunday we have extended hours we have chinese auction dogs puppies kittens available for adoption it's a really nice happy family friendly event so we're pretty excited to have that back again um and as far as reaching the shelter um 631-368-8770 for the cattery it's extension 36 and for the dog program it's extension 21 um, the dog program generally has their website very up to date with all available dogs cat program a little tricky on having that up to date with so many kitties 
been on it, but feel free to call, ask questions. When the kittens come in, just give us a call. And one of my first episodes, I said that the the the, the best um, kind of frame of mind if you're looking to adopt a cat is is have an open mind. Uh, yes. my, Tyler was a tuxedo, Tyler was a tuxedo cat, and my mother. I was still I was still in my twenties, living at home, and my mother was superstitious against black cats because my mother was just a very superstitious person. So when I brought her home, her first reaction was, oh, I told you I'm superstitious. <laughs> in love with him within, within a day, she was madly in love with him. And every time he would headbutt her, she would thank him. Aww. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. So but I always, I, one of the first episodes and when, I, when, when I, I, I've told people, I've sent people to a little shelter, I've always said, go in with an open mind and just go in because the cattery was what sealed the deal for me. And when I was looking to adopt again a few years ago, my first thought was, we're going to Little Shelter. Let's see, you know, let's see who we could find. And I went in not wanting a specific age or gender or color. I just, let's see who has says hello to me and who I click with. So right. would you agree with that? I think that's just great advice. Just yes. go in. Go in during your open hours and just spend time with the cats and they will find you. We tell everybody more than once, you know, you come one day, it's overwhelming and you might fall in love with one who's being a little, you know, spicy that day. But if you come another day, you know, just to get a feel, have a sit down, we have places where you can sit and see who comes to you absolutely well you know i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for tyler that i adopted from little turned me into a lifetime cat person and now thank you i guess buddy cat advocate so thank you so much for technical difficulties aside being a I really, um, really you, Dan. Um, wonderful opportunity. I can't thank you enough. No, I mean any anything I anything I could do to to just spread the word because I always start the podcast. Adopt, don't shop. Just yes, go and please. adopt. They're they're shelter cats are the best cats. They are the most appreciative. They are the most thank and. Um, they're the most emotionally supportive animals you could yes. have as a pet. No offense to dog people. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, you know, this was great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. You have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And thank you again. You too. We'll Take talk care. soon. You too. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Diana. I, I I had a blast, even with the technical difficulties. Who cares? It was a great conversation. I could have talked to her all day. Literally just a continuous all-day conversation about Little Shelter and cats. And, and I could have gone on and on and on and gone down 20 different tangents with her. So I really enjoyed that. But before we end the episode, I want to properly plug Little Shelter and 
make sure you knew how to reach them if you were looking to adopt a shelter cat. So Little Shelter's website is littleshelter.org. They are at 33 Warner Road in Huntington, New York. Their phone number is 631-368-8770. They're open Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Little Shelter and they'll come up. They have, not only do they have amazing cats and dogs, I have to say dogs, for adoption. They have raffles, they have events. They're always, they have so many things coming up. And, and they always have amazing, amazing animals for adoption. So if you're looking for a shelter cat, they should be at the top of your list. I cannot recommend Little Shelter any more highly because they're just an amazing group of people with amazing cats in an awesome cattery building where you could just walk into a room and the cat will pick you. You literally don't really have to do much. Just walk in the room and a cat will pick you. It's just that easy. Just walk in room, stand. You could even say, I am adopting a cat. Who wants to come home with me? And I'm telling you, one will walk up to you and it's it's the easiest possible thing. But if you're looking for a shelter cat, definitely, definitely include Little Shelter on your list. If you're looking to volunteer, they're looking for volunteers. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to, to while away a few hours of your time. Just social, even if you just socialize with the cats, it is a huge help to just sit in the room and bond with the cats so the cats get more interactions with human beings. It helps them get homes. Or, you know, if you're willing to do more than just socialize, like help them feed, help them clean litter boxes, help them clean. They keep the, the place very clean. I could vouch for that. I've been there many times, but they could always use help cleaning litter boxes, cleaning up around the shelter, and just taking care of the cats. They always need volunteers. There's never a time when they don't need volunteers. So if you're in the area and you're looking to volunteer more, please consider doing that. If you're more generous and more able to, please consider donating to Little Shelter. They always, I'm sure they always need donations because I can't imagine what the vet and food bills must be for them. They have raffles. They have tons of tons of ways to not only donate, but you know contribute to Little Shelter. So definitely, definitely consider Little Shelter as like the first, one of your first stops if you're going to look for a shelter cat. Uh, so thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed this. This was a great, great, great interview. I hope to have her on again. I hope to have other little shelter employees on as well. And one quick little one quick little story that I wanted to share before we end the episode. So when I adopted Tyler in 2000 from Little Shelter, social media wasn't didn't really exist. Um, I don't even think there was MySpace back then. But in 2017, I adopted Tucker on March 2nd, 2017, to be exact, is the day I brought him home. And obviously in 2017, social media was a massive thing. Still is. Um, <laughs> good, bad, or indifferent. So when I, the day I brought him home, and I went there right after work, they took a picture of Tucker and I. Now, at the time, Tucker was named Ronald, but I renamed him Tucker um, because I just wasn't crazy about Ronald because it made me think of Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> 
Um, and you know, you, you're entitled to, you know, you're allowed to rename your, your, if you find the shelter cat, you're not nuts about the name. It's not set in stone. Um, cats don't care. <laughs> as long as, as long as you're, as long as you're there for them and give them a good home, you can change their name. So Ronald became Tucker, but they took a picture of me and Tucker on one of the shelves. Uh, where we found him, right? Literally a minute before I put him in the carrier to take him home. And I look thrilled. He looks a little more like, stop taking my picture and take me home already. I give him the same voice I give my dad because I don't do voices very well. So later that day, they had posted to their Facebook, you know, adult cats, adult cats that got adopted today and Tucker was one of them. Uh, so I was very happy about that. And then a few weeks later, I got in the mail an awesome little card that they made it like Tucker wrote it himself. So on the front is that picture of he and I <laughs> right before he left the shelter. And it says, I had no one to love until you came along. And then inside there are paw prints and hearts. And it says, thank you for adopting me. Love, Tucker. And just, you know... The social media being on their on their on their Facebook page makes you feel awesome. Like, look what I did. I took a shelter cat home today. That cat has a home, and now there's a space in the shelter for another cat to have a space to find a home. But not only that, but getting the card in the mail a few weeks later just made me feel so so special. Such a nice little touch that that they do. Um, you know, as if he filled out a card before he left. It's very cute, very sweet, and it made me feel extremely... I was already loving... I loved Tucker from the second I saw him, and he's been an amazing house cat ever since. He still is. He just woke up, in fact. But just getting that card made me feel extra, extra special. So I just wanted to share that in this segment. So once again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week, cat people.